no money in poetry That's what sets a poet free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie Timestamp, May 7th. Who the fuck knows what's going on in the world when this makes air? Mm -hmm. I have a hope it will be sometime in June. Um, I think just maybe we'll be climbing out of our holes. The sunlight will be weighing down on us. And we will realize we have not moved around in a long time. And our hips and legs will hurt like a son of a bitch. Welcome to Cold Dog Soup, the mixtape. Where we... Talk about music we like. Hey, Rob. How's it going? It's going okay. Can I make a prediction? Mm-hmm. I believe this airs June 1st. That's not the prediction. Um, but the... Just like you're padding your stats on that <laughs> I think we're I think we're six weeks away from starting over from square one. I'm going to call a mid-July slash early August. Uh, hey, guys, you all have to work from home again because everybody opens. <laughs> Take it back. We just realized we liked it so much. Everybody, uh, we're going to do what Brian McKnight said. We're going to start right back at one. That's the song we're doing today, but no, it's not. <laughs> hey, it's not. <laughs> by, by, by the way, I was uh, uh, walking my dog the other day, and I meant to run this lyric by you. Um Oh God, it's from a Drake song, and he says, "I'm like the black, I'm like the light-skinned Keith Sweat." Was Keith Sweat a uh... black as coal? Okay, black as the Ace of Spades, uh, just uh, just dark as they came. Yeah, yeah, that was you know Keith Sweat was around in the time where light-skinned brothers were really having their heyday. Mm-hmm. Um, and here comes Keith Sweat to kick that door down, swing it back the other way. Uh, give the give the Chocolate Brothers a chance to really get out here and freak the way that they likes to freak. Um, one time he got his hammer toe fixed by <laughs> no, that was Big Daddy Kane. Excuse me. There's an episode of Last OG which I just finished watching an episode of, so that's fresh on my mind. Where like I think it's Big Daddy Kane needs to get like a, a haircut or something right before a big show, and it's so it's just a fun it's a fun show that takes my mind off things. It's a good show, which is what this also will turn into in a little while. If you, I bet a lot of people lost money on bets because in the beginning of this iteration of this podcast, if you had said it was going to take us this long, <laughs> this many episodes to get to Tom Waits. You would have definitely bet that under. But no, here we are, several episodes in, and the first time we were dipping a toe into Tom Waits, a man that Sean Majors loves so much he'd rather stay at home and play tennis than go see him in a concert. Um, there was a girl in But hey, skeleton monster, but whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever. The house you saved was your own. Um, <laughs> would hate to know that wonderful home you're so proud of purchasing would have gone up in flames from your love of an arsonist. But nev- never mind the bollocks. Here comes Tom's weight songs. Um, Shawnee, what song are we doing tonight? We're doing Heart Attack and Vine. Um, and this, I believe, has been on my Spotify most played list three years in a row. 
It's a strong. It's so strong good. Song. And it's it's that along with um Oh god, what's the other the other song that I burn out on on this album? Mr. Siegel. Mr. Siegel. Mr. Siegel. I uh, yeah. like it so much I forgot the name of it. Um it's it's They are the Geminis of this record. They are it is two it's the same song twice. <laughs> um very similar. It's, and I'm not saying that as a negative, no. but like they are definitely cousins of each other. There's so much um, so much fun to sing along with that like I kind of get lightheaded, and of course my throat hurts afterwards. Yeah, yeah. That's why my voice hurts now, because I listened to both of them back-to-back earlier today. (laughs) And it was a full-throated audience of me singing of Tom Waits. Um, And yeah, that's going to happen. So I'm going to have a deep rasp for this whole podcast, because I did not think about my craft and just was really enjoying myself um, after my afternoon walk, which I'm proud to say here in Georgia, folks, I survived, so that's great. Congratulations. Um, so, need to mark myself safe on Facebook from walking a neighborhood. But at any rate, yeah, this this particular song is, like, you can think what you want of Tom Waits. And I understand he's not going to be everyone's cup of tea because his voice is uh, non-traditional, to say the least. Um, it used to be very beautiful. It was jazzy and soulful. And that Tom Waits was also great. Mm -hmm. And then this Tom Waits is also great. But on its face, this song is, if nothing else, very interesting. (laughs) Like from the story that it tells. Like the story is interesting. Um, It Instrumentally, it's great. It really catches you. Gets a nice groove going. It's got some cool ass one-liners. Like this is a good stepping stone into the wacky, winged angel horn devil world that is Tom Waits. And it leads this record off and it really kicks you in the ass and gets things moving. Some of my some of my favorite I think my favorite Tom Waits period, honestly, and it is very difficult because like, you know, you go to the uh um you know the the record that uh you know old fifty fives on uh new coat of paint. Um and it's it's very hard to to pick like, you know, He's awesome in wrist cutters. He's awesome in, you know, this era. But the mid-90s talk show uh, guest, late-night talk show guest, Tom Waits, is my favorite, I think. Um, there's there's a clip on YouTube that you can search for where he tells a story about a horse he owned would nibble at, like, the wooden fence. And then he told – and then in his very Tom Waits way, he would tell the story about, yeah, he uh, – he nibbled in a, in a way, and he just kept nibbling, nibbling. And he just kept nibbling. Him. Dave, he just keeps nibbling at this thing, and I'm watching the stall door, and this horse, he's like, he's looking at me like he wants me to know what he's trying to tell me, and he's just nibbling. And I finally, actually, I took a picture of, 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 of the nibble that the horse left, and I here, here it is, Dave. And it's a horse jumping over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he kind of has that same kind of storytelling. I think again <clears throat> on day on Dave Letterman when he does that uh, the most watched uh, uh, performance of Chocolate Jesus, where he te- where he has that little monologue beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, <sighs> I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure that I didn't see that before I'd ever even heard him. Like I came to Waits. Uh, not late in the game for for me because it was it all just came as a whirlwind. Um, but I remember distinctly the first time I saw him, I laughed and laughed and laughed and thought, "Well, this can't be serious. Like, what is this?" 
and it was the summer between high school and college, and uh, Mule Variations would have just come out. I did not know any of this. I don't want to pretend like I was steeped in this lore then. I had no clue what was going on, but it was, uh, we were, every day, Jason Connor was at my house, which meant I was getting a musical education every day. Just started listening to Dylan, just started listening to Dylan, um, and so we're watching VH1, and just various videos are on, and here comes Hold On, and it's it's the current Tom Waits, and he's singing this weird ballad that I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't really, wasn't ready to wrap my head around yeah. at this point. I hadn't been exposed enough to kind of understand it. Um, and then, next thing I know, he hits the line, Go ahead and call the cops. You don't meet nice girls in coffee shops. And we all just kind of laugh at it like, what is this silliness? Fantastic. And then as a day went on, the video came on again. I was like, we didn't laugh this time. Yeah. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't laugh anymore. Like, oh, I think this, this might be great. Um, I think this might be great. Yeah, it kind of is great. And from that moment on, I started working. I started working backwards. I didn't. Or I should say I went to the beginning. I didn't start in the middle and then kind of like I did with Dylan. Like you know, some of the first Dylan stuff I heard was was later on, and then I had to go back with Waits. I just like okay, let me go to the beginning, and then I don't hear him. That's not him back then. It's a very jazzy, soulful scatting guy. And I'm like, did I get the? Yeah, did I get the right guy? And then fucking on the nickel over there comes in like, I don't give a shit. Maybe I did get the wrong guy, but what a what a great happenstance to happen that this guy's got the same name as the other guy. And then Rain Dogs happens mm-hmm. and I see it all transform in one place. And then Mule Variations is easily a top five record for me of all time. Yeah. Um it's great except for that one song in the middle that I will not listen to. <laughs> Have not, will not, will not listen to Georgia Lee. Cannot do it, won't make me do too it. Too sad. And if it's ever, yeah, too sad. Just too sad. There's two songs in this world, and it's Georgia Lee. George, yeah, that's right. It's Georgia Lee and then Alicia Ross from Kathleen Edwards that, no, the answer is I will not do it. Um, and and so I've been been on the train ever since, and he's one of my favorite artists, period. Um, I think everything about him is just great. The presentation, his live performances, just everything. I just love everything about him. Um, yeah, I, uh, it is, it is, I, I've always kind of been like a listen to, you know, a song here and there, uh, with Tom Waits. I, I, you know, I'm mainly an album guy uh, on about like four or five albums, probably not as many as you, but it's, um, Mule Variations is just so damn good. I don't think I can name more than three songs on it, but like it's definitely a, an, an album that, you know, it's over before you, you know. You only have to name one more. We've named two already on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Come On Up To The House is on that. You did it. All right, you named three songs, buddy. Congratulations. Mm. Chocolate Jesus, Hold On, Come On Up To The House. Those are all on Mule Variations, which is not the record we're talking about today. <laughs> nope. Why would it be? Look, we're here to give you a full landscape, folks. I know this is new to some of y'all. I don't expect you to have listened. If we if we wanted to just pick songs everybody knew, 
we'd just be picking Alkaline Trio songs because we know that executive producer, Ka- recent mother, oh. Cassie Read More, Read More, Read More, Read More, has all that stuff. So we're not. We're here. We are doing the work. Can we do Stupid Kid? We're giving you the field trip next week. No, we cannot. I want to keep my job. Um, We are here to give you the filtered excellence. You guys are welcome to do it. You saw how terrible I was on that Oasis episode. I just can't do it. I can't get in there and splash around with y'all without being mean. And that's not what I want to do anymore. I don't know if it's Stupid Kid, but they definitely have a song with the lyric, Shaking like a dog shitting razor blades. It's not a bad lyric. No, it's not. It's not a bad lyric. All right, Shawnee, do that thing that you do. Uh, Heart Attack and Vine by Tom Waits. Um, actually, before we get started, do you, uh, Tom Waits on uh, the U.S. promo pack in 1980 for Heart Attack and Vine had an overall description of the song. Do you would you like to read it in your best Tom Waits voice? Sure, sure, I can knock that out. Which I already love a promo pack. Like that is something that I don't know if it still exists. I don't think they do. Um, I don't think they exist anymore because you know physical media has kind of stepped away. And I've been going through since the quarantine's in. I have been going through all my vinyl records in alphabetical order all day, every day. And man. There's a lot of cool shit inside the packaging that I'm just now starting to look at. <laughs> There's a whole poster, a whole West Freed poster I found in one the other day. I was very excited. But for Heart Attack and Vine, Tom Waits says, I was in a bar one night on Hollywood Boulevard near Vine Street, and this lady came in with a dead animal over her arm, looking like she'd obviously been sleeping outdoors. She walked up to the bartender and said, I'm going to have a heart attack. And he says, yeah, right. You can have it outside. I thought that was pretty chilly. So I renamed Hollywood Boulevard Heart Attack. (laughs) Peak, peak weights. Heart Attack and Vine by Thomas Waits. For no man. It's so, this might be the toughest song to read. It's not going to be easy for you. That's why I handed these duties off. (laughs) I was bad at it. Liar, liar, with your pants on fire. White spades hanging on a telephone wire. Stop. (laughs) Already. Already. We're in. Like he's painted the scene right there. Children's game. Or children's rhyme. Liar, liar, with your pants on fire. And then followed up with the children's tradition of throwing shoes over a telephone wire. I'm already in. I can see the scene already. Gamblers reevaluate along the dotted line. You'll never recognize yourself on Heart Attack and Vine. That's heavy. I mean, that's, that's pretty heavy right there. You will never recognize yourself on Heart Attack and Vine. That You look out and you see all these derelicts, ne'er-do-wells, stumble bums, if you will, and you fail to realize you too are one of the unwashed masses. Dr. Lawyer, beggar man, thief. Philly Joe Remarkable looks on in disbelief. If you want a taste of madness, you'll have to wait in line. You'll probably see someone you know on Heart Attack and Vine. First of all, I love all Tom Waits characters the names of those characters 
And the, the mule variation is full of them. Lousy with them. Um, just lousy with them. Uh, Filipino box spring hog mm. is technically a character in that song. Um, but all those, uh, Birdie Joe Hoax is my favorite, with, without question. Birdie Joe Hoax is my favorite <laughs> name um, that he get, But just to come, because it's just random shit he's putting together. But Philly Joe sounds like a dude I'd like to hang out with. <laughs> I'd love to be friends with Philly Joe. Is Philly Joe like <clears throat> better than all of, all of those on Heart Attack and Vine if he's looking on in disbelief? Or is this just his first time? <sighs> I'd like to think that Philly Joe uh, Remarkable is his last name also. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Philly Joe. Philly Joe Remarkable um, here. Philly Joe I'm here to sell you whatever you're looking for. I know a few things that you ain't. I don't. I think Philly might have been around so long that he can't believe this same gimmick is working. Like whatever this new thing is, whatever the new madness that the the current crop of of uh, degenerates are into. Philly Joe's is like, man, I've seen this all before. I've seen it all before. <laughs> See it all again. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, of good uh, good character names, we're gonna we're gonna run into a couple of them here. Uh, Boney's high on China White. Shorty found a punk. Don't you know there ain't no devil? There's just God when he's drunk. I mean, obviously, stop. <laughs> <laughs> One of my all-time stop. fucking favorite lines in fucking... I, anything. Anything. I am afraid of so many things. I'm afraid of, of dying. I'm afraid of living. I'm afraid of getting into a car wreck. Uh, a lot of things. I'm afraid of myself sometimes. When I hear the line, I think of the line that exists in our world. Don't you know there ain't no devil? There's just God when he's drunk. It melts all my fears away, and there's only that line. <laughs> it's such a wonderful, wonderful line. Um, it is. It's. It's so much to be unpacked, but also not. It's also just right there. Don't you know? And like it, and the way that it is spoken with, it's not a revelation by the speaker. It is a, how do you not understand this? How do you not understand? There ain't no devil. That's just God when he's drunk. And that, I mean, it's, I can't explain it better than what he just said. I just want to acknowledge how great it is. I do want to talk about what kind of punk it was that she found. Yeah. What do you think it was? I don't know. I don't know who Shorty is. I mean, Boney just likes the 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 heroin. Boney just hides a bird. Hides giraffe's ass. Um, Shorty found a punk. I don't know. I don't know if Shorty is is beating up this punk or if like uh, he or she just has a punk fetish. But I don't know that it's a punk like a punk rocker. Mm. I don't know that he didn't find a punk like a pickled punk, which. <laughs> Makes a lot more sense in a Tom Waits song. Like a what? That a, a pickled punk is a uh, like a, a a fetus in a in formaldehyde. <laughs> like you see them, I don't even know if they're real, but like you'd see them at freak shows. Like if you you went to the the carnival, the circus, and you went to the freak show part, there'd be a a, a baby in a jar, um, a two headed boy, right? As it were. Um, same that's, I think that that song is also about a pickled punk, um, because a lot of them would have two heads. So you would see them, um, on, on the back wall of, of, you know, Dr. Megorium's funk house. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Parnassus' so imaginarium. But, 
there's the one I was looking for um, with Tom Waits in it. Um, <laughs> but both of those things fit in this world, and I don't know which one it is. Yeah, I think because I mean, again, Heart Attack and Vine, it could be a punk rocker that the time is right for that to those cats to exist. Um, if this was on fucking Rain Dogs, I would definitely say it was the two headed variety. <laughs> but I, I do always wonder what kind of punk it was that she found. I think because or he, I don't even know what shorty is. I think <laughs> I think because this is a uh, you know a description of like Skid Row basically. I I I think it's you know just a just a scumble bum, just a guy who loved shit. X wasn't even out. Eh, released in 80, yeah. Just a guy who loves the band X. <laughs> Shout out, Jeff Geis. Uh-huh, of course. Um, <clears throat> don't you know there ain't no devil, there's just God when he's drunk. Well, the stuff will probably kill you. Let's do another line. What you say you meet me down on a heart attack and fine. <laughs> this stuff will probably kill you. Let's do another Let's do another one. one. Come on, line her up again. Let's hit it again. In case it doesn't kill us the first time, let's give it plenty of opportunity. Just apathy, hedonism, and despair. It really is about the wild women, the wild women, the ripping and the tearing, the ripping and the tearing. Oh, God. <clears throat> Better off in Iowa against your... Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Skipping ahead, skipping ahead, skipping ahead. See that little Jersey girl in a see-through top. With pedal pushers, <clears throat> see that little Jersey girl in the see-through top with the pedal pushers sucking on a soda pop. Well, I bet she's still a virgin, but it's only twenty-five till nine. You can see a million of them on Heart Attack and Vine. I don't like that lyric. Let me let me re-rack that. I don't like what that does to me because I do see her. <laughs> In my vision, she is old enough for me to see. I'd like to point that out. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she is in this song. (laughs) Um, She's definitely not still a virgin. That is already out of the question. (laughs) Out of the question. Look at the way she's sucking on that fucking soda pop. She is not still a virgin. And, I mean, that's West Coast time, so it's already super late on the beast. Or, I'm sorry, um, 8.36 if it's 25 tonight. Where this this young lady is. Um, But definitely not still a virgin. But, hey, if that's what Boney wants to think, then more power to Boney. Mm -hmm. More power to him. But, God, is she sucking that soda pop. It's like a 1980 TikTok in here. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> better talks. Better off in Iowa against your scrambled eggs than crawling down Kawanga on a broken pair of legs. You'll find your ignorance is blissful every goddamn time. You're waiting for the RTD on the heart attack and vine. I have no thoughts on what that means. So, <clears throat> I mean, I get, I understand the feeling. I understand the feelings that it conjures, but, and I, I mean, I do have, but like the against your scramble eggs really doesn't waitressing. Maybe that's, that's a common theme in Tom Waits songs is the diner waitress. Um, that's a, a recurring character. 
I mean, maybe maybe you're you you've eaten scrambled eggs for breakfast every single day for the past forty years that you're against them, and that's the, and that's your biggest that's your biggest problem in life over there in Iowa. I gotta get out of Iowa to a place where they know how to serve an egg over medium. <laughs> I cannot have a hard scramble Mm-mm. anymore in my life. Mm-mm. Just cannot do it. Got to get out of Iowa, which I mean that does call to image the. The idea of someone, some bumpkin rolling into Hollywood thinking they're going to make it big. And here they are. Busted legs. <laughs> Crawling down. Coin waiting again. on the RTD. Waiting on the fucking RTD. Um, here at Heart Attack and Vibe. The Southern California Rapid Transit District. I had to Google that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I assumed it it's was not like the a- BART. That's a North California thing. I assumed it was like a, a bus, a bus line or something like that. Um, and so then the, the structure of this song is very weird because it's like he repeats one one verse and then goes back into new new verses and then repeats a different verse and then goes back into new verses. Because mm-hmm. why not? I mean, it it, it feels right, and it, it that structure always keeps you off base in this song. Yeah. You don't exactly know where you are and you're not ever sure of what's coming next, um, which is perfect for what he's trying to describe here. Yeah. Um, and the I think part of the beauty of this song is it's not, like, there's not a lot of words. No. You know, there, this is not an, an epic. Um, it keeps the same structure throughout. He, he mixes and matches where he puts things, but, you know, structurally it's the same. It's going to be the same four lines, every one of them. Um, but I see it all so clearly. Like I smell it, I taste it, I do other things for it because of those goddamn pedal pushers. Um, but I understand everything he's doing here. And it is scored perfectly with the madness of the music. Like the music does as much to tell, honestly, without the lyrics, I would get halfway there. Uh-huh. Just that the, the, and how he kind of, he actually crawls into the song. Yeah, for sure. The the first part of the song is just yeah. like that's how the song opens is him He's, crawling out of a dumpster. He sounds like a cat to waking sing up. The song he sounds to, like an alley yes, cat he, waking up. Yes. He's given a big old stretch at, 25 to nine, ready to get on that old prowl. Um, that's how the song happens is some music starts. And then Tom is, or the rum tum tugger is aroused from his slumber and he's out here to get after it. Is this the original stray cat strut? Did Brian Setzer, uh, did the stray cat steal this from, uh, from Tom Waits? I mean, the, the Brian Setzer stole everything he ever did. So yeah, probably. <laughs> Oh, he was huge. That fuck that horn is just amazing. And it's not the horn solo you expect out of this, but it is the horn solo you deserve <laughs> in this song. Um the guitar is right front and center and it's sparse and disjointed, but it's perfectly toned. It's everything about this motherfucker is perfect. It's great. Boney's high on China White, Shorty found a p- punk. Punk. <laughs> I, love, I love that part where he stutters punk for no reason. <clears throat> uh, don't you know there ain't no devil? There's just God when he's drunk. 
Well, the stuff will probably kill you, so let's do another line. What you say, you meet me down on Heart Attack and Vine. Um, I believe that's that might be where like the horn solo is. Um, liar, liar, with your pants on fire. White spades hanging on a telephone wire. Gamblers reevaluate along the dotted line. You'll never recognize yourself on Heart Attack and Vine. Doctor Lawyer, Beggarman, Thief, Philly Joe, Remarkable looks on in disbelief. If you want a taste of madness, you'll have to wait in line. You'll probably see someone you know on Heart Attack and Vine. Where is that from? I can never remember where Doctor Lawyer, Indian Thief comes from. I think it's from like the uh, like Tinker T- or Indian Thief, Indian Chief. Jesus Christ, I said Indian Thief. Tinker Tinker Taylor poem or something like that. Hoagie Carmichael. That is a Hoagie Carmichael and Francis Webster song from Tinker Taylor. Get after it, Sean Majors. Yeah, man. Look at you coming in with them 1940s hits. (laughs) (laughs) Old megaphone, old megaphone. (laughs) Amplifying my voice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Which, it, it is odd because that comes up in a lot of places. It is Dr. Lawyer, Indian Chief comes up in a lot springsteen says it um it's in a dylan song dr lawyer indian chief it takes a thief to catch a for whom does the bell toll of it comes up in all these places um i've never heard it feels like i should though <laughs> feels like that should be something i'd listen to just to have in my back pocket but there is several of all the people that reference it are always people that i love so it's just one of those deals man where in a world where there weren't so many songs you see that this 1945 song was gravitated to by all these great fucking artists later on. Yeah. It's- and I mean, the name Hoagie Carmichael is, again, if you told me that was a character in a Tom Waits song, <laughs> I wouldn't even bat an eye. Oh, do you think that's his given name? His first name is Hoagie. <laughs> that's his first do you, name. Do you think that's his given name or does he just make a mean sandwich? Hoagland is his first oh, name. Fuck. Hoagland Howard Carmichael, a.k.a. Hoagie. Hoagie from Bloomington, Indiana. (laughs) It sounds like that's just H.H. Holmes' real name and he built a murder castle. (laughs) Wouldn't you, if your name was Hoagland Howard, wouldn't your, after you wrote great symphonies, wouldn't your next passion be murdering women? If you Google H.H. H. Holmes, first of all, his real name was Herman Webster Mudgett. That's bad. People also That's ask, bad. did H.H. H. Holmes die? The motherfucker was born in 1861. I goddamn hope he's dead. Maybe not when they said he did, but he did <laughs> along the way. Along the way, he did die. That one, that's something I'm pretty sure of. Oh. Is Double H. Holmes is, is no longer signing. Oh, my God. That is so fucking <laughs> I do, anytime I see, my God, now I'm just looking at Hoagie Carmichael, and I apologize, folks. I, I hate to be the show that just learns things in the middle of it, but God damn it, we're all on a journey together. I'm just going to rattle off some shit that Hoagie Carmichael is best known for. Please do, we're done with um, the song Star- anyway. <laughs> Stardust, Georgia on my mind, the nearness of you, heart and soul, um, in the cool, cool, cool of the e- just massive giant hits, cranking them out all from Hoagland Howard Carmichael, <laughs> the old Hoagie Meister, jo- Hogarama, Georgia, Georgia. 
the whole night through. <laughs> Don't you go jogging the neighborhood. All white people will shoot you. And they should. <laughs> I got something on my mind today, people. Yeah. I'm in constant terror of, should I take my mask off when I do my walks now? Oh, I did. Yeah. I put a hood on to boot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, was giving white people a very wide berth today. Just a real wide berth. They're like, nope, you guys run the streets now. It's your time. It's our time down here. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this world's... We're the American Goonies. Black people. <laughs> it's just like that movie, Us. What do you think about that movie? <laughs> You're not going to bait me into this today, buddy. You're not going to bait me into I've been talking about Tom Waits for a half hour. I'm not going to let y'all get me down. An American hero. I'm just hero. not going to do it. Tom Waits. I, I was shocked to find out that it was California where he was from. Like, just when I first hear these songs, they all seem like New York to me. Because, you know, when you hear them first, they, you don't, maybe if you don't know kind of that Los Angeles scene, yeah. It will be lost on you because you think palm trees and the Beach Boys. Yeah. But it is he 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 nails it. But I was shocked to find out it was California that birthed Tom Waits. Yeah. Pomona. One of the greatest late night TV guests ever. Um, and his interviews wax and wane with me from oh this is genius to like oh he's just dicking around. <laughs> And some of, we got to stop saying some of this stuff was great because some of it wasn't. <laughs> but nobody makes a cigarette look more delicious. Oh, it's true. Um, and as he told us in Coffee and Cigarettes, once you've stopped, you can have one. <laughs> well, you know, I've stopped. So, man, he just, uh, he, he really <laughs> just bullies Iggy. Iggy, what's his name? Into uh, <laughs> Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. <laughs> Iggy Pop got the business end of that transaction. Mix, and mix oh like man, Jim Jarmusch's coffee and cigarettes. I know that because I just watched the Wu Tang documentary, and for some reason, Jim Jarmusch shows up for one scene. <laughs> I think I'm leaving out a syllable in his name somewhere. Jim Jarmusch. But this ain't a movie pot. This ain't a movie podcast. This is a music podcast. Rob, any final thoughts on Heart Attack and Vine? I like the song, but you know what? Gun to my head, I think I'm going to say it, it, it holds second place to me for Mr. Siegel. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. And I think both of them may come in behind till the money runs out. If I'm talking about these particular kinds mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. of Tom Waits songs. I haven't listened to that um, in a long time. They're they're all three great, and they are they drums really help all those songs. It, it's it's really it's sort of a departure when he does decide to sort of be electric and driven, um, and it always makes a very odd odd sound. He still at the heart of his hearts is a crooner who is much more uh, comfortable with a piano and some strings. But when that thing gets on him and he's got to rock a little bit. It's going to get weird, folks, so buckle the fuck up. Because this certainly will not be the last time we get into the weird, weird world of Tom Waits. I cannot wait to talk about the time he dated, or Tony Franciola used to date his mom. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Cold Dog Soup, the mixtape. 
Drunk. 